Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm. Oh, classy. Very nice. Well, welcome to welcome. episode 13. Ooh, unlucky for some. And it's Friday as well. No. <gasps> oh. Oh, my, my God. God. Oh. So, welcome to episode 13 of Two Bottles In. Thank you for joining us again. We've kept up on this. We are still. We are regular. We, we are, are regular. Regulars. We are pooping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, first of all, Vix, what are we drinking? Well, that's a very good question because we don't know yet because we haven't tried it. Okay. Well, <laughs> have we been drinking? We, we just we're, we're we, I think we'll go with uh, what we're going to drink, Philip. Okay. Which is La Giosa. La Giosa. La Giosa. And it's a special rosé prosecco. <laughs> okay. Is that your best Italian? Shut up. So, I think beyond, beyond the Prosecco, we oh. need to talk about the purchaser of the Prosecco, because we have a special guest this evening with us. We have a special us. guest with us, our special a guest. very special, he's very special. He is very he's special. very special. <laughs> People very have said that in both good ways and bad ways. <laughs> our very good friend, Paul Steinberg's here. Good evening. <laughs> Don't do your radio for me. I'm a radio for Oh, just because you've been a radio producer. Oh, well, you know. So should we say how we know, Mr. Well, Steinberg? should we? Should well, we? this is the thing. Like like most of my friends, I know them through you, Philip. Well, because I am the trendsetter. The bringer of the friends. The trendsetter. <laughs> it just brings people together. You do. It, you're like still a black one. Surprise, surprise. Either that... <laughs> Or I'm just an alcoholic who wants to get as many people well. in the pub at one time. <laughs> I think that's probably the one. So, oh God, it's a really awful story. Mm. We don't <gasps> I don't us. even know. This is like Oliver Olive. Oh, I don't know this story. story. He tells people on buses this story. <laughs> so I, years ago, when I worked for that HIV charity that we both used to work for. Yes. I was doing a presentation at the National Gay Men's Health Conference. Which was called... The Chaps Conference. Which is the name of my choir that I'm now in, weirdly. Oh, and oh, also chaps. the name... We'll talk about that in we a minute, I think. And also yeah. the name of um, Bottomless Trousers. <laughs> bottomless and Frontless Trousers. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. Or as I've heard to call them, Peekaboo Slacks. <laughs> um, which is probably where Boo came from. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so I was doing 2004, a... this was. 2004. Was it? In Liverpool, my hometown. <gasps> So I was doing a presentation at the conference about a website that I had written. YGM. Y-G-M. Yeah, I was just going to say, was it YGM? I remember it. Yeah, I remember that. It was the first uh, UK-based website for young gay men. Thank you very Astounding. Much. And so what happened? I did this presentation, yes. and then a young, very young man at the time came up and said, "Oh, I really enjoyed your presentation." Blah 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 blah. And, like a um, fanboy. Or he something. really listened then. And then yeah. a few yeah. years later. Three years later. Three years later, yeah. Not that long. I um, was still working at said charity, and um, a new member of staff came around. You know what happens when, like, a new member of staff, you go around and introduce to everybody. And he got introduced to me, and he said, oh, we've met before. And I I just looked, I was just like, what? Who? I think your exact words were, oh. Have we? Have we? <laughs> to which I said, yes. I saw your YGM presentation three years ago and I came up to you at the end and said it was so great. And you went, oh. Oh, well, if I remember... Did I? <laughs> if I remembered everyone that said my presentation was great, I would have a memory like a... An... Yeah, quite. 
Come on, you're a good memory. And the, uh, the irony of that story is and that two and a half days later, I quit that job and that charity. Which is because of you. That's no. why. Things are meant but to the happen. Point, the point is that out of that, exactly, we made a marvellous friendship. We did. And so fast forwarding a few months after that, actually, we met and I broke up with my then boyfriend, Matt, who was my first boyfriend. Did you just vibrate? Do not disturb on the phone, darling. Oh. At least it was his phone. I thought it could have been something else. Anyway, um, <laughs> no. Well, no, I can't control that. It goes off whenever. Oh, okay. someone else has oh, got the control or something. No, someone no, else has no, got no, the someone control. Someone else has got the control. It's Wi-Fi. No, yeah. Um, and Vic, so, Vic's boyfriend has got the control. He's oh, <laughs> wow. Lawrence is in control of your anal vibrator. No. That is so Okay, bizarre. so that's what's happened five minutes in. Excellent. So no, so so three months later, after yes. that, I broke up with my boyfriend of four years, and he said to me, and at the same time, I moved to Whitechapel in East London. I didn't know them until I was quite new, and he said to me, "Oh, you're living in Whitechapel? There's a lovely bar in Whitechapel I down never, the road. Do you remember what I'm going to?" I know never said lovely. He said there's a nice fun bar. Let's go. So I said, "Okay, cool. I don't know East End. I've not been single ever in London. So we meet. We go for a drink, and he takes me to said nice bar." Which was, I think, called the White Swan. The White Swan in, on a Wednesday. Night. On a Wednesday night, which was amateur strip night. Yay! Hosted <laughs> by the drag queen called Sandra, yeah. and no joke, seriously, Vix, no joke. I'm what am I? Twenty four, five years old. I'm standing in this bar. I've just broken up with my boyfriend, <laughs> thinking, oh, gay life's not so bad. I'm in London, the big smoke. So much amateur strip night consisted of. Two fifteen-year-old boys going on stage together. Not and fifteen. Th- oh, that maybe makes they it sound awful. <clears throat> yes. Maybe they were sixteen then. That, that, yeah, that was 16. an incorrect. Uh, they didn't age. look it, but I'm sure they were it. And anyway, they're like forty-seven now because um, <laughs> it's so long ago. Um, and they got naked, and they were naked, and they were young, and then the drag queen Sandra blew them each, gave yeah. them each a blowjob, and I was like. This no, is she, she had to Does do, this place still exist? She has to do a taste it's test. It's got closed down. We should go. She has to do a taste test. She's like the Mary Berry of <laughs> And I remember turning to you and saying, <laughs> this. <laughs> Before Mary Berry knew that Thank she was you. the Thank Mary you. Berry of cake. Oh no, no, she's totally, no. Sandra's the Mary Berry of cock. So that was the first, and that was really our first night out. And ever since then, and then we've lived together as flatmates. We have been friends for 172 years. We've been through so much together. So much. And now... And here I am. And now you're my commissioner. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we don't need to worry about that, do we? So... That means that I... That pull your tomorrow. pull your strings. Ooh. You <laughs> did that when we lived together. <laughs> Didn't yeah. it, honestly. What's that? It, was, it got stuck. <laughs> okay, fix. Move us on. Move us on. <laughs> I'm going coy those, now. I know. Those love bees are I, I feel oh. a bit of a blueberry. To be. Blueberry. Say, <laughs> that's what it looked like when it came out. Um, I feel like a blueberry. Just also <laughs> I to do add. I like blueberries. Uh, <laughs> not when they've been up for that. Um, <laughs> I think you mean gooseberry. I do, yes. That's why I want a blueberry. Anyway. Blueberry. So, <clears throat> by the way... This is being filmed as well for the I know, first time. Oh, it's we all of the embarrassment. We don't know whether this is gonna. We are gonna put this up online. <laughs> we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm like a very, very, very refined guest, and look at what you've taken the conversation down in the first three. Refined? Yeah, you spent the last half an hour burping. <laughs> 
That was the Prosecco. It's very dodgy uh, stuff. Not like my posh stuff. We're going to talk about the posh we'll stuff. We'll talk about oh, the posh stuff. We have. We have mentioned the posh stuff. That will, that will come later. Meanwhile, while we don't drink the posh stuff, we're drinking this dodgy <laughs> yeah. old shine. Which we're not going to say the name because we no. don't want to offend anybody. So, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the theme of this episode, mm. as you all know, we have a theme each episode mm. now, is, are you ready for this? I thought this was quite a special she one. She has been rhyming. <laughs> She's a poet, she don't know it. <laughs> So this one is, you don't have to wear Versace or live like Liberace to be gay. <gasps> oh God, I need to go and change, sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, get, get out your Versace tracksuit. I've got my best, best Liberace on. <laughs> no. Let's just take my rings off, hang on. <laughs> but the whole point of the, of the theme was that we've always talked about, you know, because obviously, as you know, I'm straight and these guys are gay. And we... <gasps> What? Am I just me? totally out your oh stomach? Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. So, but we've always talked about the fact that um, there is a lot of stigma, but there's also stereotyping and there's lots of stuff around gay culture that people, straight people, just don't, they don't understand or they don't know or they're not exposed to, so they just don't get it. Even in 2018. 2018. When there's so much... Uh, on the media around it but there's so much familiarity in a certain way but then there's so much that isn't out there so mm. I thought it was a really good idea for us to maybe talk about things around you know stereotyping and what people expect you know when straight people um, sort of meet you and what they say to you because like obviously you know some uh, they, yeah. there's some big clangers I would say that what a waste. you've probably experienced what a waste I'm like thank you <laughs> <laughs> 34 inches. It's just the gene. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, so when you guys, like, uh, I know that Paul, Paul came earlier on in the day, so we've been having a little pre-chat, pre-chat, and we were talking about, like, <clears throat> when you do meet people, they just have this pre-assumption. Hmm. They do assume that, you know, you are a certain type of person, or they will say, oh, you don't look gay. Hmm. Or, and this is what I get a lot, especially, sad to say, with, uh, not you. Stupid straight women. Okay. Who I will, can come uh, under that. Who will just go in there with the most sexually explicit questions. So, do you take it with the arse then? Are you like top or bottom? Really? Then, do you when, have yes. straight with the arse? I don't have that. I've had on like drunk nights out with like a new straight girl to the group. And I'm oh, like, I don't, do you take it the arse and they'll be like, oh, I can't believe you just asked me that. I'm like, I can't believe you just asked me that. But that's the thing, people just assume, that we said this earlier, didn't we, that people just assume that gay guys... We just... That's all that you do. Ooh. We just swing... Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> Vix is about to explode. <laughs> Or the washing machine's just finished. Yeah. yeah. No, that's the webcam. No, the webcam. Having a little webcam. So we won't be uploading the episode because it's just run out of battery. Oh, oh thank God. For that. At least you've got the first five minutes of us sitting there. <laughs> so, around. fair explicit. So, but it's. Uh, I can't remember what it was. No. <laughs> you were saying about when, it, when you meet a straight girl who's yeah. joined the group and, and they're it, asking you stupid oh, no, it's questions. That assumption that all that being gay is about is about sex. That we're swinging from the jet. But also that you, you know, you you own a feather boa, and that you, you know. I had a feather boa before I was gay because I was a Manic Street Preachers fan, and Nikki Wire used to yes, wear a feather boa, did. so it was nothing to yeah. do with being gay. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like but there is this assumption that 
all gay men are essentially and I'm going to say something controversial for two bottles in Ooh, exclusive so there is that thing that, and I know you two love your RuPaul's Drag Race because yeah. I've listened to every podcast prior to this and now I'm on it and I don't watch RuPaul but the yeah. thing I find is that RuPaul has done some amazing things around mainstream media particularly in America where RuPaul's Drag Race has gone from like a niche TV channel cable channel to like you know being huge mainstream, and it's like yeah. mainstream yeah. Media. but there is something about that version of gayness which is basically camp and drag which has been sort of mainstreamed by that that also plays into this sense that all gay people are like oh yes queen and everybody like they're all drag queens I mean and we're not right yeah and it's not his fault but it's the way that it's consumed no but I think at the same time it's any visibility is good visibility true absolutely and I think there's no one else putting anything out there to that level. I know that if I had been 13, 14, 15 and there was a show like that on, where they're not all camp, because often when the drag comes off, they're quite feisty, strong yeah. men. Yeah. But they're talking about their struggle. Like, yeah. oh my God, as a teenager, I would have loved to have heard that stuff. The only thing I saw was in Smash Hits with Andy Bell from Erasure saying that he lived with his boyfriend. That was all I had about like, yeah. somebody actually being gay and being in a relationship. Do you do you think that the media, like, <clears throat> I don't want to go too deep here, but with social Trick media and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all the like Instagram like celebrities, you know, these people who got famous through just posting selfies, mm. like... Has that hindered or... Because the thing is, the pressure that you get from social media and all these, you know, you have to look a certain way, you have to be a, be a certain person that you have to love life in a certain way. Like, do you think that that's hindering people's sort of understanding of gay culture? Do you think it's like, you know, pinning no, it to I this? I think it's... I think to have that kind of platform, because you can be one person in everyday life, mm. like you could be bullied to hell at mm. school and then go home and social media your ass off and be a completely different version of yourself and not really care what people think you could just be you know projecting and expressing yourself which we didn't have the opportunity to do when I was yeah growing up I didn't you know I just got bullied and then went home and was still bullied yeah I didn't have the opportunity to have another platform sure sure where oh my she's exploding again I don't know how to turn it off I'm not very okay. GoPro savvy so, put it in the microwave sorry put it in the fridge yeah. <laughs> you know to have the opportunity to be two different kinds of people and to be like an out version of yourself in one area and to but is that a good thing so is I think that, that a good you thing live, you live like a double life and then That's the effectively thing. You, you live like a sort of manufactured version of yourself online but then the, I, Where's the my thing is that the, the two will meet at some point. Like you'll yeah, leave school yeah. and that will take over. Yeah. Because it does. If you've been bullied at school, there's you do get a strength from it in a way. When you come to terms with the fact that those people that bullied you are not the right kind of people yeah. and you have survived but it. But that can take that oh God, dog as well. How's the dog sneezing? <laughs> got me burping and the dog sneezing. It's the GoPro, this is going away. really well. It's a free for all <laughs> But, like, but, you know, if you have these people that, it's, uh, it could take years for this to happen for you yeah. to come 
to that point where you kind of, you know, the two shall meet. I think think there's research that most gay people, gay men, I think I read it about, kind of realise that they're gay around 8, 9, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is 8. And then come to terms with it around 11, but then don't come out till they're like... 17 or 18. 17 or 18. So that grey area between 11 and 18... Mm. Which is a really important time. If you think about what which is straight huge. people do in their early to mid-teens, if I think about my friends, they were snogging and, you know, experimenting sexually and sort of getting that stuff out of their system, knowing yeah. that they were straight and they like boobs. And for boys, they like boobs and they, you know, snogging. But that's peer pressure, I think. I think a lot of that is like, you know... But you get to talk about it. It's, it's, yes, main, it's, it's more mainstream yeah, in that yeah, yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, get... Yeah. It's normalised. So by the time then you get to university, you, you've had a girlfriend or a boyfriend, in inverted commas, during your teens. And then you get to university and then you probably have a serious girlfriend or boyfriend. And that's why we talk about the theory of delayed gay adolescence which is that and I always remember my professor at university saying to me that the age that you come out is almost like then you add on sort of 13 because so say you come out at 21 you're effectively the equivalent of a 13 year old straight boy or a straight girl because you've you're basically at 21 starting your sexual journey so by the age of 30 you're the equivalent of a straight person at the age of 20 so you're having like your first kiss yeah when most people are having their first you know, massively serious relationships. That's just why I think that, you know, equality and equal marriage and civil partnership has been an amazing thing. And maybe after a generation it will filter down that it's okay to be gay and experimental when you're 13 and 14. But I'm not sure that that's happening yet either. Which, ironically, this does go back to your work that you were doing when I first met you at that conference, which was trying to normalise being young and gay. And then yeah. when I when I started my work in the NHS, I wrote a booklet called Sorted, which was a guide for young people about being gay. And it was incredibly hard. And it was like we sold thousands of copies around the country to other NHS trusts because there was very little out there, there. in mm. 2010 yeah. for young people about being gay. And well, I think it's they really used, There used to be youth groups that you could go well, to. Well, that's right. Yeah. And then all the funding went. And so now people are going Austerity. online. And the difficulty with going online is that there's lots of really good information there's lots of really bad information and I think if you in the good old days if you googled young gay men you'd get to my website but now if or you you'd google go to young the... gay men you get to a whole different kind of website and, yeah. like, oh. and if you google that and I think this is an important point if you google that you would end up going to find a youth group like where you started out way before I knew you yeah. you met lots of people I didn't go to a youth group but you did and that's what was the making of you Yeah. and I in work we've been, and we'll talk about work later right in a way but one of the things I've been saying recently is that if you think about it, we were talking about Queer as Folk, me and some um, friends the other, the other day, and we were saying that when Queer as Folk was broadcast in 1999, which was the, the spring that I came out as, an eight, as a 17, 18-year-old, and you had to sneak upstairs and record it if you had a video upstairs, which I didn't. I had to wait for the repeat of it. Now, every child, every teenager has got an HD smartphone in their bedroom. And if you type in gay sex into Google you will get quite extreme pornography mm. in a way that was not accessible to us because it was video-based or DVD-based. Like, and, yeah. and my concern is that now everything is speeded up, so it's on fast-forward, so you decide that you think that you're gay, you accept it when you're 11, but you start to think about accepting it and coming out when you're 15, 16, and you go on your phone and you are bombarded with very extreme stuff. Yeah. And there is no filter to that, which yeah. is the same as straight are you, people. Are you 18? Click on yes. Of course. Yeah. What? Are you so, Oh no. So let me put a different angle on this then, because mm. like obviously we're talking about like 
the preconception that straight people have of gay people, mm. right? So, like what you've just said, if you Google gay sex or gay something or other, then you do normally get a default of, you know, quite extreme porn, porn yeah. or you get very overly camp yeah. stuff. Like, it's very... <clears throat> it, it's, it's all sort of the extreme, isn't it? Mm. And, you know, one of the mm. things that I get as a straight woman is that, obviously, a lot of my friends are gay men and I get a lot of friends going oh my god it must be so fun having <laughs> so many gay friends like do you go shopping all the time oh, and I'm like okay. in 10 years no one's gone shopping with okay. me you <laughs> hang out with the wrong gays that, <laughs> but do you know what I mean like, okay, we don't no. like shopping do we, we hate <laughs> years ago where I went on um, a training course not on how to go shopping straight with me because <laughs> that doesn't exist thank god <laughs> you should write that but no, it was. I might a, commission them. It was a training course um, full of gay men, gay men's health workers, and it was teaching us how to be assertiveness trainers. And but we had to the the logic of the course was that you had to go through all the issues yourself before you could train and train anyone else to be assertive. And the trainer was a lesbian woman. And she got us to write down all the positive stereotypes of gay men. So, gay men are really good to go shopping with. Gay men are always a good shoulder to cry on. Gay men are always available for a night out. Gay men are always good for a drink. Hilarious. And then we we came up with this mad list. And she said, and then she just simply said, how easy is it for that person to say no? Yeah. Because... If you are supposed to be all of these things, how are you going to say no? no. Because you are going well, to be that person that's available. And if you've been bullied, and if you've been discriminated against, and if you've got low self-esteem, you are going to say yes. You buy thing. into it. And this is where I've got a prime example. One of my ex's friends, he lived not in London, somewhere else. And he was that. That's mm. all he was. He didn't think... he He didn't want a boyfriend because he didn't think he needed one he just he identified as the mm. gay best friend Ugh. and well, when that i was went perpetuated to his... sort of sorry to interrupt you but that was perfect if you remember in the late 90s early noughties there was a spate of hollywood films which was like the rupert everett oh Julian, my best friend's Robert's wedding, my best friend's yeah. wedding the Paul Rudd, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, object of my Lots affection. of films about oh, I'm just the gay I'm just going to say you're doing really well. your Wikipedia. Thank yeah. you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikiboo. Wiki, Wiki Philip. Wikiboo. Um, but there was that, you know, and that, yeah. it was, it, it was arguably, historians would say, that was a, a stage on the path of gay acceptance that, you know, you couldn't be a human in yourself with needs and desires and wants in a relationship that was valid for yourself. But you were you were a foil, almost Shakespearean, like you were the best friend who allowed the main character to be the hero. Yeah. But you're. That... But then I think that's changing in it a way changing. because we were the gay best friend, and now slowly but surely we're becoming the lead. Well, my concern it's, it's though, like the larger than life female friend was always back... Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, and now Melissa now, McCarthy yes. is. The, the spy, the, oh. the person you go. And Cheers see. to that. Yeah. Ting ting. Cheers but to and this is not to, not to be deliberately controversial because I know you guys love RuPaul. But my concern is that the mainstream consumption of gayness at the moment is gay drag, and that is a stereotype as well, mm-hmm. right? Listeners, this may get feisty. they brought me here for a reason. Sassoir, sassoir, sassoir. I think if you drink gonna, your champagne, if you're gonna. Up. 
if you can watch it and you can live it, mm. or you can watch it, you can hate it. But there's other things like it exposes another culture, it exposes another community to it to mainstream. So I think there's I understand where you're coming from, but the, again, it's it's like the trans thing as well with Caitlyn Jenner. Like it's exposing something to mainstream that has never been exposed to those type of people before, so they can learn something that they maybe never knew before and think, huh, okay. Yeah. But I, like, you but know, also there's other things. So there's Call Me By Your Name. Mm. Yes. Oscar Films, winning yes. film. Yeah. Love, Simon, which I've seen. What was seen. the film that won all the Oscars? It was... Um, Call Me By Your Name. Uh, what was the one up north in the Yorkshire farm? Oh, God's oh, Own Country. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen but either of them. I must see both of them. They're both really good. Okay. And, but to have a, a film... Love Simon, which I've not seen yet, but it seems to be. It's just being gay as incidental to the love story. Right? Just a yeah. romantic love story that happens to centre around a gay boy coming to terms with his sexuality. And I think that is also, that, that's clearly progress. My, I don't have a problem with RuPaul because it's hugely popular. I just have a concern that it's become so big as the sort of version of gayness that was almost like the 90s version, which was Will and Gray's Camp Jack, and the 70s and 80s version, which was Larry Grayson and. Um, Mr. Humphreys, I'm free. You know that that. But you need gay, that. You do need you that. You need. You right? need that. And, need... and but I, I get I get the the the, the fact that because your title. There's, the, yeah, tonight. there's pros and cons. Yeah. You'd just be a boring person who goes to I work. Mean, at the end day, those people, the camp people, the mm. fans, whatever, they are the ones that. Oh my history. Yeah, they they so, fought they fought the, the battles. They the fought the battles. Absolutely, riots. absolutely. But also, like that was all I had when I was growing up. It was Larry Grayson. It was Johnny Inman. It was Julian Clary, and Julian Clary was slightly different because he was overtly sexual, sexual, yeah. which was amazing. Um, and I think About now you have the choice. Now you yeah. have soap yeah. characters who are camp, and not that there is anything wrong with being camp. At all, no. But it's it's becoming more mainstream, and I think when I used to do LGBT awareness training with social workers, health workers, youth workers, I used to start off every presentation by talking about soaps because there'd often be a room full of people that have been forced to be there. <laughs> they did not want to be there, and like their manager had gone you need to go on this training because you're yeah. blatantly homophobic. Yeah. And so they would think that I would be talking to them about theories and history and stuff like that. And I would always start off by going, right, who watches soaps? Right, so, because no matter what time it is, one soap will be doing a gay storyline. There will be something. And so I used to go through, like, the history of gay characters on EastEnders, Coronation Street, Emmerdale, Hollyoaks, and say, look at, like, what how we're represented mm. and around that time which was probably about 10 years ago now 20 it was <laughs> so rude it was you know so they'd always be like a, a disastrous kind of they'd get beaten up or they'd HIV. it'd always be really HIV, yeah, like or, really dramatic whereas now it would be very different I was like yeah. no they're just happen to be gay and they're in a soap opera mm. which is happening like with Emmerdale at the moment they just have a gay couple who are just a gay couple and they've got a lesbian couple who are just a lesbian couple and the it's focus... the norm it's part of life it's that they're, they're everybody and anybody yeah the focus so why then people as your guest why is RuPaul's Drag Race so popular because it exceptionalises 
gayness and turns it into drag in a way that soaps have moved on 20 years on I think because um, I think it's huge in America because it's which is a, a much more conservative country it's a reaction right? against the craziness that's going on yeah. there it's like yeah. a escape route right. into fantasy mm-hmm. and I think straight people watch it for like oh my god, I didn't even know this kind of stuff existed, this is insane, and look at that guy's legs. Mm -hmm. And I think gay people look at it, it's kind of a bonding experience. It's like a show that you really get into. Which you do, and I listen to you guys every every month thinking, well, you're really into it. Have you seen Drag Race this week? Yeah. It's like like Queer as Folk. Back in the day, you go, did you see Queer as Folk? Because there'd always be a talking point, and it might not be for everybody's taste, but then my ex-boyfriend, you know, on our first date, I said, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race all morning, and he said, who's RuPaul? <laughs> and by the end of our relationship, he was more into RuPaul's Drag Race than I was. Yeah. But he was a proper straighty, blokey, bloke, bloke. Mm. But for him, it was just a release of just so something. And it's, it, it, it's not just about drag. No, no. It's, well, They talk about every single aspect of gender and sexuality in that yeah. program. It's not, a, it's not a throwaway programme. It's something completely different. And I think if you look at it on the surface, you'd be like, it's just guys bouncing around in dresses. So I think, because I've only dabbled in and out of it, I think when it gets down to fewer contestants, it gets more interesting. Um, they have more time to talk. Right. And, yeah. and, and so early on, it just watching, I just think, oh, it's just lots of daft drag that you would see in a dodgy gay bar. No, you break like it that. down and you break it down and you break it down. And then when it gets to six or right, five exactly. then they have more time and they really do talk about stuff that's so important yeah and they've got interesting stories I think you know, this week I'm not going to no spoil no it. don't I have not no seen spoiler it spoiler I don't even do watch it someone discloses that they that their first sexual experience was rape right and so wow even that being on TV yeah and and it's clever, it's isn't it? Because it couches it in levity and humour and all that stuff. Because it's but. not a drag queen talking, it's a gay man talking. And he's talking about, this happens and some gay men get raped. Um, it's not by a random stranger, it's by your boyfriend. And for him to disclose that is absolutely huge. And so mm. anyone watching that who's been through the same thing, that's going to have a massive impact. <sighs> and Gosh, the fact think... that someone as huge as RuPaul... Don't be weird about it. Kind of oh, huge as in a celebrity huge, status. In celebrity. We don't know he um, huge. He's quite tall, I think. He's <laughs> super tall. Well, listens to that and responds to it in a empathetic way is amazing. Thank you. I'm talking to Philip Rag. Sorry. Who is? I took the floor. So I think it's time to open my fancy smancy. Um, yeah, I just want thing, to. Right? I just want to finish that mm. little top. So. I've just found RuPaul's quote that I really like of how he sums up drag. Come on, right? good. Ego loves identity. Drag mocks identity. Ego hates drag. It's like Judith Butler for a popular audience. <laughs> Listeners who've done queer theory will understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> <coughs> look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> Wikipedia. Not have done queer theory. I know. So Some even though you're not drag's biggest fan no no I, and don't get me wrong because I love a drag queen live like I love a drag queen live in fact 
Sandra sucking those teenage boys off in the White Swan that I talked about when I was 25. I mean, I love... Sandra is a brilliant drag queen, and actually there are some amazing drag nights in London, which I know that you always say you want to go to, and there are some amazing yeah. drag queens in London. Um, there's a couple of, like, Rose Garden... Charlie Hyde, who's actually on uh, RuPaul, that we used to go and see when we lived together when he was doing his share impression, although he got in trouble because he did his Laquisha Jones, and that was quite controversial because he was wearing black duck makeup. But, you know, there, I think drag, I believe that drag can really uh, transgress the lines of all sorts of things, gender, mm. sexuality, yeah. masculinity, femininity. When it's done brilliantly, it's done brilliantly. What I object to, what I don't get, actually, I don't object to, I think British drag has always been about, like, Lily Savage, where you actually have the humour and the wit and you You've also have, have talent yeah. to sing. There's I don't more... get the, the mimey thing. That's, a, uh, that's yeah. an American thing. I don't thing. get that. I think we talked about this on the last one. Yeah, we, we, oh, did you? We, I'm not the la- yeah, we have talked about this before, and the fact that British drag is very different to American drag. They have to sing. But they're starting to, the two are starting to meet. Right. They right. are starting to, you know, and that's... And, I mean, if you look at the drag queens that we actually really love from the show, they, are, they aren't they are the lip-syncers. They're the hardest-working drag queens. Okay, good, and good. that's yeah. a good segue. That gets my vote, then. That's Maybe I'll watch it. That's a good segue on to what we did... A couple of weeks ago, because we saw one of the most awesome drag queens from Drag Race, Miss Shanja. Shanja Love. Miss Shanja. <laughs> we went to see Shanja. Hallelujah. And we went to see Shanja is shook, didn't we? We went to see Shanja is shook, which was amazing. Oh, I was going to say we have to educate Mrs. Stomach. So Shangela is one of the old school queens that were in season two and three, and she came. They back came for, back. She came back for yeah. All Stars. Huh? She popped out of her box. Wow. She did. She did. And we went to see. And oh, oh my God. God, we were. Lord. What was it? A live drag show? So she so, came out, and yeah. she she. To be fair, she lip synced. Oh well, she, she had lost me at hello. I'm sorry. The the dancing made up for the lip syncing. Her dancing was spectacular. Stop eating chocolate, <laughs> Philip. I'm going to expose you on air. I may have brought all my shame. Junk. Shame I, on your rag. Nice guest, and I brought all sorts of. Sugary, I know, it's all your fault. Sugary sweet stuff. But Shangela, so I have Shangela. to say, as Philip is munching... I'm getting a claggy mouth. He's got a raggy Cla- claggy mouth. Right. It's a northern Sorry. term, claggy. 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 Yeah. Who knows claggy? Well, Philip knows I claggy get, right I get, now. I get so many like cross brows when I say claggy and they're like, eh. Mm, claggy mouth. It's like, right, do you know okay. Do you know the term Nebunora? I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm what sorry. did you just call me? <laughs> She's being homophobic. Oh, maybe it's a northeast thing because Nebby Nora is a term that nobody knows. Sounds like oh, a lesbian. I'm sorry, Nebby Nora. If you're having a neb, you're having a, a nosy. Nosy. Yeah. I get neb. Nebby nose. That never made it across the Pennines. You're a Nebby Nora. Oh, I thought you said Lebby Nora. So no, neb. Oh, I neb- thought it was a vagina neb- thing. Oh, uh, <laughs> not talking about vaginas on the podcast. Like, I don't know I've got a touch of Nebby Nora. Oh, gosh. It's so bizarre. So, we'll have an examination on the uh, podcast. Back to your flange. No. Anyway. <laughs> flangela. Flangela. What's the name? Not Flangela. So, Shangela was amazing. Angela with a sh. It's Angela with a sh, not Flangela with a fush. Like, Liza with a Z. So, basically, we went to see Shangela, and she was amazing. She dips into the cell, and then she basically, I mean, it was for a true... Drag Race fan. Yes, absolutely. And 
But she just went through All Stars 3 and broke it that, down. Yeah, broke and the, the, she went through all the episodes down. and she gave you all the behind the scenes. It was brilliant. She was so funny with it all. And the way that she did it was so unique because it was her perspective, but she was giving you behind the scenes. <laughs> Yeah. Like realness, and it's like, just so. By the way, RuPaul is nasty. No. <laughs> she was oh. bitter and twisted. No, no. one of the best. Nasty, one of the right? best RuPaul's things nice. was she was like, right, you y'all got to turn your phones off because this is this is a good show. You got to watch this. <laughs> and she was like, but my phone's on because if RuPaul calls me, I'm out of here. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. I also like that you went a bit Texas there. What's that? She's from girl. Oh, is she? Oh, she's, she's not from, from Texas. What? From Paris, Texas. Paris, Texas, yes. Oh, yes, yes. I was going to say, oh, yeah. If you're a Ruprol, if you're a Ruprol, I'm going to go to Paris now. I can't speak. Down two minutes. You cannot do just, it. I just let the French music do the talking. talking. Oh, yeah. I'm just yeah. speaking about it. Oh, dear yes. Lord. Um, so, yeah, she was amazing. She was totes maze. Where did she play? Where did you see her? It was the Clapham, Clapham Ground. Ground. Oh, that's where the Manistry Preachers played in 1993. Oh, full of facts. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and again, just to prove the fact Jennifer that they were Archie Versace, like, I know more about the Manchester Preachers than I do about drag. But, you know, I'm still a gay. Aren't I? Am I? Am I still a gay? But that's the thing, like... Yeah, when did you have to have said? <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> I have a very, very busy... Yes, day. please, if you know any single gay men. <laughs> yes, please. But don't look at the videos. It's been... Very troubled. But it's like that. Have you seen that Tom Allen sketch where he says about? Um, yeah. He goes in the audience. He's like, "Are you straight? Are you straight?" Because he said, you know, he announces he's gay at the beginning of, the, of his gig. Okay, gay, 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 still gay. And he goes, are "You straight? Are you straight? Oh, you're straight. Do you know what? I've got a straight friend. You'll yeah. love him. You'll <laughs> love him. You'll absolutely. Um, you should stay. You should go on a date." You go straight clubs. They play the oh best my god! Music. The, the straight clubs are so much fun. She, he doesn't talk like that. No. But he does go on about so no, because we we've got a uh, gay marriage now or garage. I love like, that. I love um, so garage. It's important that we have garage because we all want to have an argument in home base. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and it's just like, well, we don't really need to do that. The gays can do their own thing. Yeah. The gays can do their own. Thing. It's clever that reversal. I'm doing my own thing. But it's true. This, this is true. this is the thing that gets me, and I obviously I'm in a very I guess privileged position that I, I. Go your white privilege. I'm not. Did you? Did you just? What was that voice that you just did there? <laughs> no, no. I'm defeating the purpose. Totally. <laughs> no, but the thing is, like, I've, I've got the. It, that's what annoys me is that it, that Tom Allen thing summed it up for me. Yeah. Is that whole like, oh my god, you know, gay people. I I've got this one gay friend. You will love him. Oh, gay Ken. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I've already met him actually. It's like going to the States when the state when you go to the States and they're like, Oh, oh you're my English. god, you're from England. I have a friend in England, you might know her. I'm like nine million do you know how people big in London. <laughs> the country is. Is she yeah. from Hull? Probably. <laughs> and you know what? I think the thing about that is that it comes from a good place. It comes from a well meaning place. But and it's also a, a very patronizing place. I I'd I dare use the word ignorant. Yeah, it's based on ignorance. It's based, and also, I suppose we're a minority. You know, we're a minority within uh, mainstream community. We're not even one in ten, which was the theory for years. Probably more like one in twenty, or you know, they reckon what four to five percent of the population is gay or lesbian. Mm-hmm. So we're a really small minority. But the we're thing- endangered. You're well, you are. You are with all the alcohol you've had tonight. Say. What was that green Actually, stuff you drank? No, alcohol keeps things going for a while. Is that right? Oh. Yeah. Pickles. Oh. 
Pickles. Yeah. yeah. Like an onion. Yeah. Oh. Or a pork sausage. Oh. <laughs> when, were pork, when were pork sausages ever pickled? Well, you know. Okay. Good anyway. answer. Anyway, that was sorry, a, that you was were saying. In the last month, though. I mean, we, oh, we've, we've been, been out and about. It's been Easter. Yeah, I went to Easter. the Berlin for the Easter. Yeah, it was oh, you did? Good. Oh, yeah, I talk about that later. Yeah, because yeah. you were supposed to be on the podcast. Yeah, I saw about that. Yes, yeah. Just, yeah. Had to we did talk about you and you. I know. I was walking around the Berlin. I don't. I, I may continue to do the accent all night. It's like I'm on LOLO. Um, I was walking around the, the Berlin, listening to your podcast, the last one, and you mentioned me, and I thought, oh yeah, next month I will be there. So here I am. And oh, yeah. Who's just going to the room? <laughs> General von Klinkerhofen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you missed out on Easter. So, cause I you did, were, and you went to the cock. We went to the Which cock. Which I tried to go to two weeks ago. And the queue, thanks to you and you, <laughs> talking yeah. about it on this very highly rated and listened to Obviously, podcast, the, the queue was around the blooming corner. So could you stop mentioning the cock? No. Because the cock is not a thing. Nobody wants to go to the cock. We don't want free entry letters in. I <laughs> definitely want cock free entry. You've had a lot of cock free entry. <laughs> the year that the I lived with you. single because she's had cock Oh, well, she being single. Let's talk about being single and gay <laughs> in 2018 because you've been single for six months. I've been single for two and a half years. Well, here's to being single and gay. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> wow, you just popped the microphone in my ear. Thanks for that. Wow. I just broke the microphone. So we're having the fancy schmancy pink. I know, and guess because... he's just topped his glass with the cheap crap. Oh, oh, sh- oh. <laughs> <Now>. <laughs> you have the cheap stuff. Oh, well, now we're going to have to put an explicit on this. The, now that you've done yeah. That. Oh, thanks. Could you mind? Could you bleep that out? I know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have the pink posh oh, stuff. Do you know what I really? Uh, Lawrence was saying how we could get one of those like Lawrence, machines. Lawrence, be your boyfriend because you're not single. And, and the producer. Oh, and the producer. And the producer. He was saying that he could get us one of those things where you know in the radio you press the button. And oh, it so. Goes, it's, <laughs> Oh. And we could have all our different sayings. So we could have like, hey. Groupon. Where does that come from? It, oh. I feel like represent listeners across the universe <laughs> by asking these questions. So should we talk about Tiffany Haddish? I know it's a bit of a segue, but we should maybe. Oh, this yeah. is where Groupon has come from. Groupon's like in a website where you get like cheap things on mass. Yeah, right? so we need to talk about the Tiffany yeah, Haddish so thing to explain. First of all, you need to go, if you're listening, go on YouTube and just search Not Tiffany right Haddish. She is a, an amazing black American female stand-up comedian, and she's recently kind of got into films. I think she was in Girls' Night, and she... She's been on the circuit for years. She's been on the circuit for years. She's amazing. She is down to earth. She tells it like it is. And she was recently in a film with Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, and... Um, she was like they had a day off. Yeah, they were fil- break. Uh, they were breaking from filming for a day, and they had gone out for dinner. So Jada, Will, and Tiffany had gone out for dinner the night before. Oh, <laughs> Philip has just bashed the mic. Seriously, I'm working with amateurs. I, you know, normally I'm a guest on Radio Four, BBC Radio, Vanessa Feltz, Gadio, and the National News, and now Philip is bashing his microphone with his glass of prosecco. Uh, Lawrence, I can't work with you now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Could we? Could we just please? You know. Could, and really? that's normally me who can't breathe. Huh? Look at this. This is why I should be on every episode. Not this. Just, 
Just saying, I should be on every episode. Oh my episode. god, it's amazing. Oh, I'm so, anyway. so somebody Smith. Anyway, I'll carry the story because Seriously. Philip can't breathe. I'll drink, so, apparently. <laughs> so anyway, they got out for dinner the night before. Mm. And they'd gone to a very posh restaurant and, you know, Will said, oh, we'll get this. And, you know, Tiffany's like, oh, thanks, you get this one, I'll get tomorrow. And he, she said, oh, so Jada said, what are you doing tomorrow, Tiffany? Tiffany's like, oh, I've got a Groupon. I've got a Groupon for a swamp tour. <laughs> so, so, Did so, she tell this story in standard? Tiffany, Tiffany's Tiffany. telling the story. She it was like it's like Jimmy Kimmel. She got yeah. It was like Jimmy Kimmel. She got a Groupon offer for a swamp tour. For a swamp tour in Florida. Oh, like the Everglades. Go see the Gators. Go see the Gators. So she got a Groupon. And she's telling this to Will and Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, so she's telling a story to them. They're all Jimmy on late night radio TV. And um, so and Jade is like, "What? You going on your own?" She's like, "Yeah, I'll go on my own. Girl, I'll do it." So she goes. <laughs> she also from Texas. She she she's that was a very good impression. Thank you very much. No. Right, Philip's just gesticulating. He's going for a toilet break so, whilst we're on air. Oh, carry on. I'll tell you the story. Yeah, please tell me the story. Philip we don't need that that old rag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that pee rag. Back to Tiffany Hannah. Yeah. So she. <laughs> she's telling, she's telling Will and Jada uh-huh. that she's going on this swamp tour, right? Uh-huh. She got a group on. Uh-huh. She's going on the swamp tour. I love and a group on. Jada says, "You can't go on your own. We'll come with you. We'll we'll go with her, won't we?" And Will's like, "Yeah, I'll come. Yeah, yeah." So anyway, she next morning she's like, "They're not gonna come. Like that was just some wine talking. Like they're not coming." So she, anyway, she got a phone call from Jane. She's like, okay, so what time are we meeting? When are we begin? And she's like, oh shit, they're coming. So she buys them two tickets. She said, I got this. You know, you you get the $600 dinner, dinner the night before and I'll get this. So anyway, she buys two tickets for Will and Jada. So she picks them up in her $20 rental car <laughs> from like a super expensive hotel. Jada gets oh. in the car, freaks out that there's no uh, darkened... Uh, Windows, Windows <laughs> yes, because they're celebrities. Because Will Smith, everybody mm-hmm. seems. Yo, to this crazy. is a story, right? Yeah, so everybody goes crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And so they drive to this swamp tour. Jada gets out and is like, uh, Tiffany, what? Who are all these people? Like, why is there so many people? She goes, It's a Groupon. <laughs> it's a group. You go in a group. It's a Groupon. You get a Groupon. Love a Groupon. So Jada thinks Groupon means that she's getting a boat, a private <sighs> boat, which you could have a group. On. She didn't realise that that was a whole load of people. So she's like, shit, you didn't know this? So Will's like, I'm here, I'm going on a swamp tour. I'm going on a swamp tour. Wow. So he walks on, the whole boat goes nuts. Lucky, Will lucky group on people. <laughs> on this and also, lucky group on, I think their shy price just went up like millions. <laughs> so they go on this swamp tour, the whole boat goes nuts. And he's like, right, okay, we're here for the swamp tour. I may take some photos later, but this Let's just enjoy Let's the Let's just gators. enjoy the gators. Let's right, just right, okay. get the gators. So they go on the swamp tour. And, oh, it was, apparently it was brilliant. They were all really good and they, you know, they let them have their fun. Just a bunch of tourists, right? Just a bunch of tourists. Oh. Random. Can you imagine that, Will, though? Will Smith, well, Will Smith turning up. BTW, I prefer to think, while he's in the toilet drinking, well, he's not even, while he's got a full glass of his rubbish... Just taste this pink, beautiful fizz. Oh, so we're, yeah. I know that this is two bottles in, and I brought this Prosecco deliberately, but it is nice. 
See, this I is highly... our friend Gavin has recommended this oh, many Gavin times. Gavin or Schmavin, so, I brought it. He you, recommended it. Girl, I brought it. You always bring it. Let's clink to Ooh, that. Clink oh, without the, just the taste rag. that, Vix. Honestly. Mm. So, do you want to tell us where you got it from as a break from the air? Well, it's from a very exclusive supermarché. Ooh. Isn't that nice? It's soft, fruity. And smooth. And smooth. Even That's though it's me, I'm back. It's me, I'm <laughs> back. There he is. Oh, Just God, talking about you. Back. I know. Guess he's back. Two bottles in has been back replaced. Again. The male the male co-host has just been replaced. Oh, you're back. Oh hi. <laughs> I'm <laughs> back. Get off my pants. Alright. So so yes, yeah, so the, the So this 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 Prosecco is lovely and it's from the High Street supermarket, Iceland, which I should say has just had a refurb in Brixton and they've just in as Brixton well as, or Clapham well Clapham had a refurb a few months ago and they've right. got like this whole wine aisle and Brixton closed all over Easter and there was a whole hoo-ha in it to that do is that one near the station is there an Iceland near the yeah, station yeah the Iceland yeah. that's right and they've just reopened it and it's stocking this amazing stuff as well and they've got a wine aisle that's really fancy and it's a good you, when you finished your this rubbish this is one, good it's stuff it's nice and isn't how, it? much, how much did you pay this was seven ninety nine from Iceland Whoa. so seven ninety nine from Iceland La Giosa. And they do a white one, like La a Rosso, uh, a, um, a Prosecco Blanco, which is six ninety nine. Yeah, and that's, good old, so for good the old listeners Iceland, who right? listened before, the booze cruise that I did with our lovely friend Gavin, the Prosecco we bought over in Majestic from Calais was <laughs> the, the Branco version. Oh. Well, you can get both, but honestly, I decided to go pink because I thought it's a fancy and we're talking gay stuff. Let's lovely. go with stereotypes because you, you, you do dress in pink, you don't have I'm just going to go and get in my Liberace outfit. So anyway, so yeah, that's right. We, so we discussed everything. So we've done well. Tiffany. I've, I've, I've filled okay. everybody in. Group on. I probably didn't deliver it as well as you probably could, but <laughs> hey, fine. you know, we'll move on. So, <laughs> so, okay, let me ask you one question going back to our main theme. You know how people say that they, oh, I knew he's gay. I could tell. I could mm. tell he's gay. Mm. How would you? <laughs> how would you identify a straight person? They drink in Weatherspoons and eat food covered in breadcrumbs. <laughs> how dare you? To be fair, Boo, when I lived with you seven or eight years ago, you drank in Weatherspoons and ate worse than that, <laughs> and you were totally gay. I was poor. But still gay. Mm. Um, how would you tell a straight person? How would you... Yeah, because people say, oh, I totally knew he's well, gay. Well, the, the, the truth of the matter is that I always assume everyone's straight until I'm proven otherwise, which is not very good for my my, my love life. But <laughs> So I joined, a, I joined a choir six weeks ago, four weeks ago. And it's oh, called, well, that's a sure way to find it. No, no, no. It's, well, so this is going back to our earlier point. It's, it's called the Chaps Choir. And we're performing on uh, Saturday, May the 19th, on the Royal Wedding Night, in the Union Chapel in Islington. And so the Chaps Choir is the main choir, and it's a male choir. And this guy, he's an amazing guy, he's called Dominic Stitchbury, I think. And he set up a choir because he believes that all men, everybody, but yep. men, never sing. And they never get a chance to sing because it's seen as a feminine thing. You do. I certainly do in the shower. <laughs> you know. Getting to know you all. Oh, Getting to know all about you all. It was going to come. You knew it was coming. It was inevitable. I know, but I'm not the this The listeners don't time. know why this I'm comes about, though. Well, you tell them. We, me and Paul, used to live together, not as a couple. Um, <laughs> I used to go... Your bedroom was by the bathroom. You usually work in every morning. No, that's not true. Getting to know you or a bit of a just I'm like me, you want to be to do you. Do I really sound like that? 
Um, yes. I presume um, you were watching something special. So, I used to like to sing in the shower and you used to hear it. But anyway, so... People... No, oh, a bit of Barbara. You can't be a bit of Barbara. Um, and you anyway, can... so this guy... And I probably shouldn't say this because they're not going to listen, right? Because they're straight. They're not going to listen to this. Um, maybe they will. Exactly. That was being. I was oh, being ironic. Girl. So is no. it? Is it? A, uh, so chaps, is it open to all men? Yeah. It's not a gay. Crime. No, it's not gay at all. Oh, and okay. but what's interesting, and this is, I really shouldn't say this, but um, onto my eighth glass of prosecco. So we're all standing there in this room three weeks ago, which was the opening taste tonight. Naked. No. <laughs> God, I was so just about to say naked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you just popped my my headphones. Though. I know. Oh, Stupid like, professional mics. A, we were stuck on a naked dancing on the fire. <laughs> no, we were and not. Then somebody went. Oh, I thought we were here to sing. <laughs> And then these outreach workers came in giving out condoms. Oh, like, no. <laughs> HIV tests. Right. You know. No. Chlamydia, gonorrhea. So, no. Is, Carry so, on. Yes, let's go back to this. Is it mainly gay men? Because no. chaps. No, in our world, well, chaps means... No, I, cha- I was going to say, chaps in your world means something very different yeah. to the straight world. Yeah, the straight world... I use the word chap as in a guy. Yeah. I say, oh, that chap over there. Oh, well, as I'm all right. <laughs> nice chap. <laughs> as in crotchless peekaboo pants. As in... As in and this listener, this is why Philip is single. <laughs> Um, well, well, he's got dates this weekend. We'll come oh, to that I know. in a moment. Yes, we uh, we so want to know about your dates, dates this weekend. Oh, Tinderella has been revived. Oh, Tinderella! I used to oh, love Tinderella. Grinder, grinder, Grinderella. Grinder. Scruffella. 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 So boo. Never mind about my choir. <laughs> Who are you, uh, huh? no. Who are you dating this weekend? We, uh, we don't really talk about that. Oh, we so do. Anyway, I get shut you, down every time. I feel like now we're the presenters and he's the guest. Who are you dating this no. weekend? I'm talking to Philip None Rack. of your business. And are they British? Or, um... <laughs> Dead Air. Dead Air. Who is so, Dead Air? Abba's just released two new tracks. Speaking <laughs> of international gays. Abba, I don't want to talk because it makes me feel sad. That was about that. That's how I felt about ten seconds ago. <laughs> Have you seen that video of the Winners with Agneta's blue eyeshadow? I love that. Oh, I love that video. I love it. That's one of the best Abba videos. I love that song because it's about. I love that. Song. Oh, yes, but Mr. Simon, this is why I we know. fell in love because we, we love have a love. <laughs> The same music, we love karaoke and dueting yes. together. We should Looking longingly into each other's yeah. eyes when we're horrifically drunk. Yeah. And I wish I was dead. <laughs> I wish I was dead. At these points. So, it ABBA, fun. it was in the news today, which by the yes. time everyone listens to this will be three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not coming out until December. What's that about? I, I mean, I'm sorry, December. Beyonce drops the single without anyone knowing my fear when I read that trailer 35 years later even a Marvel film will come out before then so and it's not going to wait is it it's not going to last because someone will leak it and it will be leaked and it will be dodgy quality and then by the time it gets out no one will buy it because and so it will be like number 37 in the charts because they've got ABBA money do people listen to the charts 
<laughs> so many age now. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know who's the in the charts. Oh, anymore because there's download charts. This oh. chart. Yeah, I don't that know chart. which charts is which. Can I we pretend know. it's like 1994 and where the chart actually mattered? Uh, it was Mark the Goodyear. most important oh. Sunday thing. night with Mark Goodyear. Sunday right? night, right? Because I, I, went, to board, I went to boarding school and I had to go back to boarding oh. school at 8 o'clock. I'm sorry. You went to boarding school? So the Charles was on from 4 till 7. 4 till 7. 4 till 7, right? yeah. radio so, one. The thing is, so I had to have my dinner with my family before I went back to school. Oh. And I had to be back at school by 8 o'clock. So ideally you get back at half 7. Me trying to record the charts. Control, control pause, yeah. re- record pause, control. record pause. It was my parents oh. would shout at me because I'm like, I need to record number one. Oh, I loved it. I It the was charts. the one thing. And then I'd take it to school and I'd have it for that week. A mix cassette, right? right? A mixed radio mixtape. Mixtapes. I You know what I think is really good at the moment? I watched a bit of it before I came here tonight. Oh, what? Finally. That's why I was late. They've got... Oh. No, but you're at work. No, it's... <laughs> dump my stuff and pick up your dog bag. Yeah, whatever. Dog bag? Dogs oh, eyes. he, he do- dogs that I'll be last week. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, right. but there's a show on BBC One at half seven on Friday night. Oh, yes, you were fun. saying about yeah, this. Yeah, called what? Sounds, called, called Sounds Like Friday Night. And it's like... Oh, it's like a top of the box, isn't it? Box, but Have you seen it? I saw it in the first series. Live. It didn't do very well, though, did it? It got no, quite criticised. Yes, but is it full of, like, you know, modern music? Or is it full well, of... Well, no, because all the... on it. Modern music. All the music... Artists that you like are either dead or old. Well, like ABBA with their new two singles. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't want to talk. That's what I was saying. Old. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I mean, that's going to no, be like Christmas like... number one. I mean, a 35-year build-up, they're going to have to do something as pretty old damn old as good. we are. I mean, they last had a single <laughs> oh my God, when we were horrific. born. That's weird, right? Oh. It's like... Waiting for Kate Bush to do a live tour. Oh, oh, oh! Do you want to know something funny? <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Well, I want to hear your monkey in <laughs> Here's a good fact. I want to be like you. Why I should be here every month because for, I have a great fact. 40 years ago yesterday, Wuthering Heights was number one. No. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that we, was my can we? This is where we needed the the sound effects. Box. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Lawrence. Oh, it's some sound effects. Oh, can Develops we just can we just drop his mic? Oh, we could just Rude. drop his mic. <laughs> yeah, okay, but forty years ago. That's and scary. it's uh, out on the wily. I was like six months old. Oh, really? you just made the dog bark. <laughs> Do you not like my Kate Bush impression? Wow. <laughs> I've got loads of impressions where they came from. Anyway, what's next? I was going to say, are we going to do Paul Grady next? Oh, no. Oh, we need to talk about... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. We need to talk about the best Sunday morning of my life. What? Oh, my God. So the message I got from Philip on this on the Sunday was the funniest message. He literally was like, Girl, you need to watch this no! <laughs> this is what last Sunday just gone. Was it no? It was two. Was it this Sunday just gone? Because you know they actually do two Sundays, so it's not like you go and see once. Like should be oh. the weekend after. Anyway, so basically, what was for this? for elderly <laughs> gay men like Paul? Shut up! He's only two weeks older than me. Yeah, and anyway, he's got he's, way younger than him. Isn't he's, he? he's got the brain <laughs> of a ninety-year-old woman. Um, <laughs> In America, like we have Glastonbury, they have a thing called Coachella. 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 Is that a person? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I know, we don't know the background, we just know it's anyway, called Coachella. Bitch! Beyonce. 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 Who is the same age as us. 
I know. Summer, look, tw- look, summer 1981. Look what we could have done with our lives. I know. Yeah. You have exactly the same amount of hours in your day as Beyonce. What are you doing? <clears throat> Hold on. We need to jump to That's Louisa so after Beachella. Oh, okay. So Beyonce headlined Coachella and she had like the best entrance ever. She had a hundred backup dancers and then just when you thought you couldn't get better, Kelly and Michelle. Destiny's <gasps> Child. Destiny's Child. Um, Reunited. In Margella, in Marbella. They did what, two, three songs? Was it two, They three? did Lose My Breath. They did Say My Name. Remember Lose My Breath? And they did Soldier. That was it, yeah. Hang on, so... And Jay-Z and Solange were on as well. Jay-Z? He was on as well. He came on and did a song with Beyonce. In Marbella. Coachella. Coachella. My God, it's it's like talking to my mum about Beyonce. (laughs) He is an old lady. So they're in Coachella. What is that? That's the guitar (laughs) movement. Yeah, we need to wait I wish the listeners could see what Philip's doing right now. Is Coachella like a place in America? It's a music festival that happens in like the Californian and desert. I want to say. Oh my god! Oh, I don't. Somewhere and were they good though? Was Destiny's Child good? Yeah, she ruled. It them. was incredible. Really? Those I mean, outfits as well. Oh, I'm so yeah. googling this. I mean, you got it. Everybody only, else googled. They were this. only on for. I mean, Destiny's Child was probably three and, three and, and a half minutes. Like five minutes. That's but like hey, their annual they income. They packed it in. Well, literally into the outfits. It was oh, they were. so good. Were they? So good. So anyway, so that was that. And now it's been like renamed. Like if you Instagram it, it's like Beachella. As in, Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah. I feel that we've educated a gay. You have. I, I mean, I'm educated. going back to your theme of tonight. It's... I am the shittest gay. Oh, <laughs> pardon. Bleep. <laughs> I am the. <laughs> I'm the rubbishest gay. Rubbishest. And the rubbish. <laughs> When it How comes to education, we're when it comes to like all this like modern culture stuff, <laughs> no. but at the same time, I have to say <laughs> I have been asking you to educate, gay, educate, educate me. you, yeah, on Barbara Streisand and Karen Carpenter. Yes, yes, Barbara Streisand. We have our Streisand. We need to night. have our Babs night. Well, because some things are just classic and never come out of fashion. Barbara, yes. by the way, good week to have me on on Tuesday. Barbara turns seventy six oh, and yeah. looks. Amazing. That's because she's never had to do any work. <laughs> that is so not true. Do you know how she had to fight to get Yentl made? Papa, can you hear me? Oh, we well, knew he was going to end up like this. Uh, this is why people hate gay people. <laughs> oh my word! You have literally just espoused the joys and pride of RuPaul, and I don't even lip sync. I sing live. I'm homophobic. Right? You are. So <laughs> Do you know what? I actually know quite a few homophobic gays. Oh, there's loads of us. Oh my god, try doing the Pride March. It's called (laughs) Internalized. Well, yeah, so after you go for your four hour Pride March induction. My four hour Pride briefing. Well, do. Because we are marching this year. It's very exciting. We are marching. We are marching. Are you wearing a Do It London t shirt? Am I what? Wearing a Do It London t shirt? I'm wearing a Positive East t shirt. (gasps) But you could wear a Do It London t shirt. You could wear a Do It London t shirt. I don't know. Girl, you've got to get me a big sparkly one. Okay, we're having more maids. We're going to have the mega food. I'm just giving him some banners. The two are going to be. No one who's listening knows what we're talking about. No, okay, explain. So. So the London Pride March is on the 7th of July. July. It's moved the last couple of years, right? Later. Later. It It used to always be the last Saturday of June, but now it's the first Saturday of July. Is that because of Glasgow? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, fallow no, year. But there's no glass show this I year. I know. Fallow year. Yeah. Michael Evers. Anyway. Anyway, so we are going to be marching. There's going to be a whole HIV section of the march because they like to keep us together. <laughs> Um, what, corned up? Awful. Quarantined. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like you like in quarantine. <gasps> no, it's because we all love each other. We want to watch together. There's mm. no animosity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nice recovery, Philip. Thanks. There is animosity. Anyway, um, but yeah, so we're going to be marching together this year in the Pride Festival through central London. Yes. Yeah. It's going to end at Trafalgar Square. Two months I away. I do not know what the entertainment's going to be. Well, which is odd because... Yet, I don't think, has which it? is interesting mm-hmm. because, like, uh, Brighton have announced... Brighton's not until the beginning of August and they've announced that Britney's headlining. Britney's. Manchester's the end of August, which I've got tickets to, and, and it's um, Mel C. It's Rita Ora. It's Rita Ora, who I've never... I've heard of. Well, wouldn't no, know I mean, a song I've about her. But I wouldn't lift my head off the pillow to see her. But they know, whereas London, London is always traditionally a bit, ironically, given it's the capital city, a bit Bert. lackadaisical, right? Bert. Bert. Yes. Uh, my friend David is the financial manager of Prime. Lovely David, he's lovely. He and just his, dropped the name. His argument <laughs> is that, do you have any idea how much it costs to close central London on Saturday afternoon? Tote. So, no shame But... <laughs> If there isn't a good headliner for London Pride this year, then you could... Two bottles in is available. (laughs) Yeah, we are available. Then you could come with us and go to the Mighty Hoopla. Yeah. On the 3rd of June, which is headlined by Mother Beep TLC. 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 I am one no scrubs. Scrub is a guy can get no love for me. Hanging on the... Anyway... Uh, and Mel C. Ooh, Mel C. baby, five, do you know? Five are gonna be Everybody there. Get Bewitched. Boy, five. Say you will, DJ, say you will. What's want. it? DJ Lucky MC Me? It's like Joe Ryan. Little yeah, bit of love. You can make it through. <laughs> So many amazing. I am so acts. looking for. I'm so glad I said yes to that in one of yes. those drunken things. And also performing at the Mighty Hoopla will be our comedy friend, Louisa. Omelette. <laughs> Oh, well, Louisa Amalov. So, as you're eating your chocolate, mm. Paul Steinberg, mm. let's talk about. We actually went to see Louisa a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we did. And Louisa, I think we've talked about her before on this podcast. Uh, many, many times. Um, <laughs> she, has take, she took a bit of a break from stand up because she had like a horrific experience last year. But her mum passed. Her mum oh. passed away, and it was awful. Yeah, it was but tragic. Tell me about her. She, Who is she? Is she British? She's American. She's British. She, her family are Polish. Mm-hmm. Polish. Uh, and she, she does a wonderful explanation about her mum. She's is so funny uh, about how her mum came to the UK, and <clears throat> she was Polish. So you just think that you know, the way that Polish people speak. And because she didn't want to, she wanted to fit in, she actually started learning English from the BBC. So she actually talks, she, she <laughs> talked like this. She talks like this, and she was like, hey, Louisa, Louisa does. when you go to the toilet, 
How many slices of toilet paper? <laughs> How many slices? Um, but she is very big. So the reason that Louisa is Louisa is that five years ago when I did my show at the Edinburgh Festival, she did her show. But you were stand-up comedian at one point. More successful than me. I seem to remember somebody that you lived with at the time encouraging you very strongly to do stand-up comedy. Who could have that be? Oh! Oh, it was me. I think it was Mike Evans. Mike Evans has nothing on me. I'm just saying that um, when it comes to encouraging you. But no, so Louisa did a show at the Edinburgh Festival in 2012 called What Will Beyonce Do? Um, oh, I heard about this. then went on. It was huge. It was huge. Massive. It's she amazing. She toured it for five wow. years. Wow. That's Louisa. Wow. World tour. And it was filmed for the BBC, it was shown on the BBC, and then she did a follow-up show called Am I Right Ladies, which you can still watch free on YouTube. She crowdfunded so it could be watched free. Um, amazing. There's a clip of it that has had over 5 million views. What's the clip? Why is it so... Um, and she pulls her trousers down and talks about her meaty, gorgeous thighs. Her thigh gap. And so it's the, and So she's very much belly. about body positive and she's addressing issues that people don't address. So she's talking, she's very much about mental health. Mm-hmm. She's very much about addressing issues that people don't address. So the relationship, mm. which those who have seen the show will know what I mean. But <clears throat> talking about the pressures that guys put on, straight guys put on straight girls, and but the way that it makes you feel. Girls put on each, each other. other. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. But she's just really feisty, and like when the the the, the, the trousers down bit, and when she she grabs her. <laughs> Did she do that when you saw her live again? No, no. We saw her. So Actually, she's, doing a work in progress. The the, the show that we. It saw. was a work in progress, but it was not a work in progress. That is the kind of show you could take to Edinburgh tomorrow. It's a fully formed show. Where did you see it? Where did we you saw it at the Soho Theatre and mm-hmm. it's a show called Politics for Bitches. What, you know I love politics. And this is what I was saying to you earlier. But then yeah. it's not essentially about politics because she... It's about like, bitches. She, like me, is a bit um, oblivious to the outside world. Apolitical, you like, might say. I know what annoys me and I know what I like, but I don't go into it too much because I I find it too depressing okay but she breaks it down for her own life and she talks a lot about the the stuff that she went through with her mum dying and how the NHS well that was the trigger the trigger was the fact that the acute uh, sort of you know what happened with her mum you know within the six weeks or so six weeks weeks from diagnosis Wow. And it was so intense and so traumatic, she didn't understand. And it wasn't from a grieving aspect, she just didn't get it. She didn't understand how it happened with the NHS, she didn't understand what was going on, why, you know, so she started investigating and she started looking into it. And what was great about this show is like, you know, like Philip says, like I'm a bit the same in the fact that politics frustrates me. And this is why we very much don't want to talk about it on the show, because it's Mm. something that we don't know about, we don't understand and we don't, we can't talk about it mm-hmm. in the way that you know we know enough to <laughs> sound like we know about what it's on about but <laughs> you, you can't even explain that <laughs> i am starting mm. to feel a bit drunk have you noticed it's Never. very good prosecco it's very nice i can still talk about politics after that though, i know but but we're not going to do that <laughs> we're not doing about politics no so 
Anyway, but this show I thought was great because she mm. was very powerful, uh, hilarious, but yeah. the message was incredible. And the way that she's talking about politics and breaking it down for a mofo, mm-hmm. it was so easy to understand. Yeah. And some of the stuff that she was saying, you were sat there kind of going, so was it about the politics of the NHS? It was the breakdown of funding the health, that the government yeah. have allocation of funds. Well, how as they a health commissioner, <laughs> I would say that I need to see that. No, I don't want to see that. Well, this is the thing. So why why Philip sort of said about the fact that I'm her buddy, which I would love to be, Louisa, if you're listening, I'm more than happy to be a friend. <laughs> well, totally tiger in this Oh yeah, totally. But I actually I felt after the show I was like I need to go talk to her. Yeah. So I went up well, and I was good... like, oh, "Did you?" Yeah, I went up and I was like, "Louisa, I just want to say, what an amazing show! Um, it was really, really powerful. You really got me, and you really, you know, sold it to me." Because she was talking about the NHS and about funding and you know stuff that you will know about as a commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more about um, she didn't understand why you know certain funding has to go this way and that way and what mm-hmm. have you. And I was saying to her like, in the in the work we all do. And, you know, I was talking about myself, but, you know, we all do exactly the same sort of work where we have to look at funding, you know, we get funded to do what we do. And I was saying to her how sexual health is exactly the same, because she was talking about the cancer treatment funding uh, in the NHS. And I was saying it's the same with sexual health. It's the same with us. And, you know, we get frustrated because we're so, so passionate about what we do and we just get so frustrated because we can't deliver what we want to deliver because there are limitations set on us by people who don't know and don't understand healthcare. Mm. Or the the limitations that are set on you by people like me who do understand healthcare, but we are set... We are set limitations but by you, but above, this is, you by get yours from above. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, because the government po- is setting the funding. Right. Yeah, so this is where sort of she was explaining stuff to me that I was like, oh my God, yeah. I get it. I get this now. And this is why this whole politics of bitches thing, I think, is genius. Mm. It's an absolute genius plan. She was so, so lovely. She listened to what I was saying, and I, I explained to her, I said, I said, the pressure has been so much on the sexual health um, sector I said I had a breakdown six months ago because of it mm. I said I was under so much pressure in the organisation I was in and it wasn't just the organisation uh, you know I don't want to blame my organisation because they're a fantastic organisation but you know the pressures that we're under from the sector and from the government and from everything else that you know happened I said to her like you know this is this is the problem is that there are people out there fighting and we're losing a fighting battle because we, we, we want to help, but the, because of those on high who don't get it. Well, they cut the public health grant year on year. Well, everything's shrinking whilst everything's exploding. And that's the problem, is yeah. that, you know... It, Sorry. It's a, Funding it's a, is shrinking whilst somebody, yeah. well, and, and somebody what somewhere, the politicians do? Somebody somewhere is not clued up. Because, no. they, you know, when you have sexual health clinics turning away a thousand people a week... Oh, I know. Something's got to give, and it will come back and it will bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, the important thing to say about Louisa also, and we will put the link on all of our social media, is that yeah, since... Yeah, let's share the video. It's amazing. Is that since she... Um, since her mother passed, she's wanted to do something um, because once she was moved out of kind of the awful treatment, she was moved into a hospice yes. and got really amazing support. And yes. since then, Louisa has set up a foundation... Helena's uh, hospice, and since her mum died, she's made over twenty thousand pounds just to kind of make yeah 
furniture more comfortable and to get TVs. She wants to raise money for, let's you know, put that nice, link. Let's nice put that bedding. Link on this. Yeah, nice uh, bedding, TVs, Netflix accounts. Let's put that link on this podcast. Oh, yeah, no, we will. We'll, we'll definitely share that. If you enjoyed this podcast, podcast at our expense of being hilariously pissed, um, <laughs> give a pound. Give, a give pound. five pounds. Give a pound to Helen's yeah. Hospice. Let's do that. Is we should do, we should She's do a taking on the Politics for Bitches show to Edinburgh Fringe, which is through yep. the whole of August. Um, and you can I am going to Google this one. I am, you, you know, need I, to. I am so rubbish incredible. with my popular culture, but I'm going to Google Louisa. She is a modern day. That's a, that's a thing, YouTube. right? YouTube. It's a video thing. And <laughs> I think at that point we need to kind of sort of round things up. Oh my word, is that being an hour? I don't know. I'm I feel like I just got here. No. no idea how much time it is. This has been so hard. <laughs> but yes, I think I think we've been pretty. We just... I, know, I don't know what Mr. Steinberg's doing. What? Mm. What? Eating chocolate. Is he He's on? getting a claggy mouth. I've got a claggy mouth, but my I'm beautiful to... smooth perspective. I know. I'm on it. I'm on it now. Cheers. So thanks for coming. Uh, did you just do that without me? Oops. <gasps> Oh, we live what? together. We live together. It's fine. I like, don't give a flying. It's a gay thought. thing. It's a gay thing. You're not dressed in. <laughs> don't spit it out. That's rude. you're not dressed in. Swallow, Philip. Don't swallow. If you no, I'm all not I'm that saying is, if you girl. were looking like the Liberace and dressed in Versace, I might have clinked you. Oh, girl! <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, it's been a huge, well, a huge, it's so been a huge and a pleasure. We have a closing thought on yes. the topic. On Ask the me podcast. a question about something that you want to know. Just a closing thought. A closing thought. Go on. On the topic of the podcast, Vix, go. Oh no! Don't do that. I don't oh. Am I going to have to say something that we thought we'd have to say? No, no, what? just no. like, no. like, a, a, like okay. anybody would think that this was pre-rehearsed. <laughs> no, it's a fucking mess. <laughs> this has been the most organ- unorganised pre- podcast we've ever done. I feel sorry for the people that I know, I'm so I feel sorry. sorry for the special guest. I'm surprised if anybody's still listening at this point. <laughs> I think we've nailed it. Good evening to listeners. Hashtag nailed We are it. now at war with Nazi Germany. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> Something has um, changed within me. <laughs> So, Vix, your closing thought on Liberace, Versace, social pressure on gay men. Go. Hashtag nailed it. Hashtag nailed it. That's it. That's it. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to the gamers. What's your... <laughs> <laughs> What's your closing thought, Boo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Everybody, I mean, years and years ago, I used to produce BBC Radio, and now Victoria Proctor has just broken all your eardrums against all protocol that exists like, oh like Syria. Could you move away from the microphone? Bro? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, your breath smells. Could you move? Boo. Well, I will close this podcast, seeing as I'm the guest, just had to take over. We'd just like to say, from all of us here, in 87 bottles in, that it has been an honour and a pleasure. Cheers. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> These two are hammered beyond me. I'm never coming in. I'm back. It's fine. So, I would like to thank Victoria Proctor for turning up this evening. And our very special guest. Uh, thank you. Mabu. Yabu. Uh, Mr. Paul Steinberg. Thank you. Very <laughs> long round of applause, Paul Steinberg. Drop my closing thought. 
closing it's thought. It's profound, actually. Oh, I've not thought about it, but I've got a closing thought. Oh, come on, go. So, in the last few weeks, I have... <laughs> it's time limit. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't have another hour. So, in the, in the last few weeks, I've been doing a lot of thinking about what it means to not just be gay, not just be single, but to live in London and be our age, and to be authentic. And maybe this could be a thing that you pick up. And it sounds a little bit um, indulgent to talk about being authentic, but... There is something I have noticed in the last few years. So you will know, as my friends, that in 2015 I broke up with my ex-boyfriend after a long time. And it was a particularly nasty breakup. And I probably... Oh, thanks for pouring <laughs> yeah, In the moment of a civil, yeah, moment. serious moment. But um, Celebrating and, the end of something bad. We were celebrating the end. Right. And I was the first, probably, of because we were all of an era, all of an age, where we all formed relationships and... I think my relationship was probably one of the first that ended before, sadly, yours ended a couple of years later, which was just about six months ago. Mm. And various other of my friends' relationships have ended in the last year or maybe six months. And what's really interesting is that tumbling out of a relationship at our age, mid-30s, early 40s, in some people's cases, um, it's quite hard. (laughs) Suddenly, it's quite hard to work out how... What? I don't like you. Uh, but you'll still listen to me because I have more integrity than I have. No choice, you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I know. Who invited me? So I want to leave people, these listeners, if they're still there, all three of you. Asleep. All three of you. I want to leave you with this thought that no matter what you do, no matter how much you work out, no matter how much weight you lose, no matter how many clothes you spend, you buy your money on, spend your money on, no matter how much you try to make yourself a different person, just be yourself. Because most people, if they have an ounce of reasoning and rationale, can see through too much try hard. And people will love you for just being yourself. Because that is the person that you were, you will be, and you always have been. And it's so much better to be authentic. Yes! That needs a cling! What a good ending! I'm surprised. I'm glad we ended on something sensible. Um, Paul Steinberg, who's so against RuPaul's Drag Race, just gave them a message of RuPaul's Drag Race. Is that what RuPaul's Drag Race is about? Well, Ru, I'll see you in Hollywood. I don't want to see that. Hello, hello, hello. Jane, time out. If you can love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody Oh, is that what she said? Can I get an amen? She just stole my catchphrase. Anyway, so... Thank you for listening. Of course, thank God for that. All right. Everybody, we'll see you next time. Bye. Sorry, it's been a bit mash time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was like my Roseanne.